Hey, welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. Today's episode is all about dividends. So that money that's sitting over there in your savings account getting nothing in interest, would that be better off in a dividend-paying stock? Do dividends have any effect on your Social Security benefits? Does it count as earned income or what? And find out how the taxes work on the dividends in your IRA. We've got some complimentary material on this topic waiting for you. Go to winningatlife.com slash podcast 22. This is episode 22, so winningatlife.com slash podcast 22. winningatlife.com slash podcast 22. Tom. And Homa, you're on Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. What can we do for you, Tom? Hey, I love your show. Uh, I had about $8,000 sitting in a regular bank savings account making one-tenth of one percent. And I thought to myself, that's stupid. I'm going to try to find somebody, someplace that I can get some more interest. So I looked online and I found a couple places, maybe two percent. So I finally thought of all my options, and I finally decided to buy a blue-chip dividend-paying stock. So I bought I bought a couple hundred uh, shares of AT&T, paying six-point-something percent dividend. And my theory was, okay, I want a blue-chip stock that's not going to go broke. And then I looked at it, and it was near the bottom of its 52-week range, so it doesn't have, hopefully, not a lot of downside, but who knows. And uh, I got my first dividend payment the other day, which is worth about 10 years of what the bank was going to pay me. So uh, for money that I don't need for 5 or 10 years, you see anything I'm overlooking by this plan? So how long ago did you buy the AT&T stock? Oh, about a month ago. Okay, so you're kind of hanging in there. Yeah. Where it is. Uh, here, here's a concern I have for that company, and, and I'm not sure that company knows who it's supposed to be, or are they eventually getting out of the phone business? Because basically they became a media conglomerate recently, and they probably are the largest debt-holding U.S. company out there. So that's a concern. You know, and I'm going, you know, I'm a fan of Ford. I I like F-150 trucks. I have a Raptor. And I know, and that and that's kind of getting to the example there of, and that's that's one that's been like had a great percentage for years, but the stock is just not performing, and it may well be taken private to remold itself, and Ford will come back as a technology company and maybe looked at differently and might not even come back with the Ford name on it. But it, it, when you do this, it, it doesn't always mean this dividend's going to hold on, and you are taking risk. So even even that blue chip dividend paying company, if it goes down 10%, well, there went a few years of your dividend when you're looking at that. Right. Now you're looking at it like, gosh, I, I'm, I'm going to be making out like a bandit compared to going to the banks. But one element yeah. you don't have at the banks is risk. 
exactly. here you have risk and it can go away. So that's something you have to make a decision on is what's your pain threshold, what's your risk threshold that even if, for me, even if it's paying dividends and it starts going the wrong way, I have a point where I'm done with it because I don't yeah. want to give up 10, 15, 20% of value because it's paying a 6, 7, or 8% dividend. And what you also have to understand, if the stock starts behaving that way, you're like, gosh, this is great. I should buy more. It probably means there's a problem is why that stock's going down outside of where you're seeing the pandemic and what happened in March created great opportunity. But with that, but if we're having problems with the stock and you go back, Ford's a prop has problems. It also has a, it's one of the largest debt holding companies in the U.S. as well. But you go back and look at the history of GE, which everybody thought that company was just unbelievable forever, original Dow company. And it just, and it, then it got to where it did everything. Welch was unbelievable leader. Well, we all know the story. It's not that company anymore, and it's not paying that dividend. It does not have that leadership. It's basically a big mess. I worry about AT&T and their identity and where that's going because it, it looks like it's following that path to me of GE. And I'll tell you, that CEO that has ran it for the last several years, thank gosh, he stepped down. I'm like, they needed to get rid of him a long time ago because I felt he was running the company into the ground. That's my thoughts on T. Yeah. You got to follow up on that, yeah. Tom, because I looked up the largest indebted companies in the world. AT&T is number one. Now, their debt maxed out a couple of years ago at $180 billion. They managed to pay some of that down to $147 or so billion. And unfortunately, uh, can- yeah, but they had to issue some new bonds this year when the, the economy tanked and their revenues weren't weren't keeping up with it. They had to they refinanced some of their debt and took on some more debt to pay off the existing debt. And that's not what you like to but see. As long as they can service their debt, they should be okay, don't Yeah, as long as they can do that. That's, that's a big thing. It's just how much debt is too much. Remember another company, WorldCom, back in the day. You remember oh, that Lord. one? And they thought this well. like... Yeah, but on the front end of that, when you're looking at that, because we're all in a long-distance world, we pay fees for long distance back then. The young people don't even know what that is, having a separate bill for long distance. Yeah, right. And that's just the way it had always been. And they're like, oh, we're getting to buy all this reoccurring revenue and stuff. Well, the one selling it had the insight that, yeah, this is going away. WorldCom thinks they're taking over a whole industry and they keep capturing companies and think they're getting at a discount, and then all of a sudden they see revenues slipping away. We've got all this debt. How are we going to pay the bills? So they started cooking the books. They were basically raising more debt to pay the interest. You know, It's like an internal Ponzi scheme. So the company went under. You see what I'm getting to on having a lot of debt? Be careful. I like and that. monitor an that. Internal Ponzi scheme. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly well, what it that's is. That's what right. it is. And I've just never heard it said like that. That was cool. Because you're supposed to be truthful about the books and the audits and not hi- hiding from the audits. And, and there's other companies that have done that. And, you know, it it's going to catch up with you, you know, and you see Another some company. of these. Go ahead. Another company that I looked at that was a strong company. 
It might have been a dividend aristocrat. It paid around 6%, but they said they'd do everything possible to defend their dividend is uh, Chevron. So yeah, a little bit of Chevron. But go look again, at their dividend. Look at the oil situation, and the world might be moving away from oil. So. Yeah, some of these companies are paying out more in dividend than what their net revenue is at this time. So they're trying to yeah. defend it because they know what's going to happen. They go slash at dividend, stop that dividend. What do you think stock price is going to do? It, exactly. it, Everybody's going to bail. Yeah, and, and they're not making money or much money at this pricing level. And we yeah. see oil for a long time has hovered in that $41 range. Right. And, you know, these electric cars aren't helping their cause either. Exactly. All right, then. Well, I appreciate the input. Thank you very much, Tom. Good luck to you, Tom. So the the dividend chasing, though, I like where it started. He was just unhappy with the savings account. Now, what's a better alternative for someone who looks at their savings account? I get one-tenth of 1% interest. It's good for a portion, and we didn't get into how much money he has and what portion he put there, and is he overweighted? I like diversification, and you can use exchange-traded funds to get diversification in there. So in one sense, he might well be overweighted with AT&T by what he's doing. And then if it tanks because of all of a sudden news breaks, they're you know, reaching out to bondholders to renegotiate debt, it's going bad. And it's going bad fast when that news hits. You're a little bit late getting away from it. But that if you've got a diversified portfolio, like in an exchange-traded fund, and that hit comes, or maybe the institutional managers saw that coming, and they were lighting, you know, reducing their load there. So I would rather see diversification. And when I come back from the break, I'm going to give you another idea here of another alternative or two. Lenny from Mandeville, you're on Winning at Life. Yeah, um, I've got a question about Social Security. Both my wife and I are the same age. We'll be 68 this year. We're collecting Social Security. And um, her mother recently passed away, and she'll be getting uh, an inheritance of Exxon stock that'll, that generates about, I don't know, thirteen to $15,000 a year in dividends. And she was just going to continue to collect that from Exxon. And she'll also be getting maybe $100,000 in cash. Um, Does that affect our benefits? The dividends could affect and cause Social Security's taxing level to change. The cash, not so much so, unless there is some tax liability, because if it isn't tax, it's going to be tax coming. Somebody's got to solve the taxes on that. But the estate handling of that, that succession should solve that not create any exposure directly to you but the dividends could push you into a taxable situation how much income do you have outside of social security now well right now um i i think we're paying on about uh, 50 or 60 percent on our social security so this will push us probably to what is it 85 percent now yes yeah so i'm sure this will push us to 85 percent but I was, what I was curious about is, is, does the Social Security Administration say, hey, you've got you know, additional money on your, your 1040 now. We're going to reduce your benefits. Well, they're going to know because you have to file your tax return, and that calculation exactly. is in there for the Social Security. There's a formula, and there's a form for that. They're, they're going to know it's going to affect you if you 
breach that next threshold on the 1040. But, but I think he was asking, are they going to reduce the actual retirement benefits? And that's exactly. a no. The, the, no, the, they're not reducing the retirement okay. benefits because you have income. You're, you're 68, you said. There's right. no threshold. You can make as much money as you want, and it will not affect Social Security benefits. Okay. Even though it's unearned income. Uh, it's going to show up on the ten four. That that yeah. was my question. Are they going to? Are they yeah. Going to no matter that? how the earnings are, is not going to affect. It can be all interest income. It can be earned income, rental income. It you're good there. Thanks for the call, Lenny. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Chris in South Mississippi, you're next up on Winning It Life with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, sir? Good morning. Um, my question is, I'm looking at early retirement. I'm looking to leave when I'm 55, and I have a um, an IRA with a previous job, and what I'm looking to generate revenue is from dividend income from that IRA. And I, I guess my question is, is are those dividends subject to the early retirement penalty if I withdraw the dividends from the IRA? What is your age? Uh, I'm currently 50. I'm looking to leave at 55. Yeah, it's a distribution that is taxable and is penalized by the early withdrawal penalty. Now, is this, when you say from the old job, is it still in the 401k or is it in an IRA now? No, I've moved it to an IRA and diversified. Okay. So yeah, it's, if, it's currently in an IRA. Yeah. If you had been 55 when you separated from that firm and left the money in the 401k, you could do that strategy sort of depending on what your choices were, but distributions would not have the early withdrawal penalty. Are you currently working right. now? Yeah, yes, and that's what I plan to do with my current 401, same strategy, but um, I, I just I was just curious. I thought that was correct, but I, thought I wanted to verify that was correct with the IRA. How much longer so, are you working again? Um, four and a half, five years. Okay. Well, one of your things you have to think about is kind of the way the rules are set up. You need to work to 55. You need to be 55 when you retire. That gives you a strategy to take distributions from your current 401k that does not have the early withdrawal penalty. Otherwise, you're going to have to go the 72T route, which is complicated and easy to mess up to do the workaround and really limits you to what you can do because you have to take substantial equal payments. Right, and, and that's my plan. I mean, I, I plan to work till I'm 55, and um, that's that's the strategy I'm going to use and, and stay away from the 72T. I'm aware of the 72T. Okay, good. I just, like I said, I just wanted to verify the, the IRA dividends, and I thought I knew the answer, but I couldn't find the answer easily online. Okay. So. Well, you came to the right place. Thanks for listening. Doesn't get much easier All than right. a phone call. But real quick, though, does he need to be concerned about losing NUA opportunities if he takes a distribution? Because that Well, he's already rolled over that IRA, and then it's going to depend on the plan that he's at. Some plans will let you do a full rollover. Or, no, will only let you do a full rollover. Some will let you do partials. And some that let you do partials also will let you take income. So you you have those workarounds, but there's more to go into to see that. But the core thing, he needs to stay there to fifty five. You you just got you don't pay Uncle Sam that extra money and this takes planning. So and he's already up on it, it sounds like he just had to verify something. But to know these rules and, and he's doing a good job starting to plan for that event five years from now. 
All right, Chris, thanks. Thank you. All right, thanks for listening today. If you still have some questions on dividends, we have some more materials waiting for you, some of the stuff we covered here and a little bit more. Winningatlife.com slash podcast 22. Winningatlife.com slash podcast 22. But I do have a day job that goes with that. I'm a financial advisor, money manager, IRA, Sherpa, in a sense, help people with all these types of questions regarding the required minimum distributions, how to handle rollovers, how to set it up, how to grow it. Where are you on your financial path? Do you know where you're headed? How is it going to look when you get there? What is your risk number? My office number is 504-832-9200 or go to gregoryricks.com. Thanks for hanging out today. We do this six days a week. Catch all of our episodes live and on podcast with winningatlife.com and the Winning at Life app. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Ricks and Associates, WJ Blanchard Law, LLC, Jay Heath and Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. Examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.